Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. No, this is not a rerun of the last few days' episodes. I am asking the question again because the question continues to get uh, to, to, uh, to surface here. Can the Rittenhouse prosecution possibly get any worse? There were developments yesterday, and the answer appears to be yes, yes, it can. It could get a whole lot worse. Wait till you hear what I've got on that one. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. Rittenhouse developments. Still waiting on a verdict like everyone else. By the way, did you notice nobody seems to be concerned if there's a guilty verdict for Rittenhouse? Because conservatives, libertarians, and Republicans who want to see justice done don't go out and burn down the city of Kenosha. If there's a guilty verdict, they're only concerned if there's an acquittal. Isn't that weird? And doesn't that, <clears throat> doesn't that speak to the fact that the left the liberal left has fully embraced the shock troop model of violence on the streets. Yes, the verdict is in. The answer is yes, they do. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Now, Joe, it is Friday. If you would, kind sir. Yes, sir. It is Friday. Oh, yeah. There's wow. kind of a muted Joe Friday. I think Joe's yeah. like uh, anxious like everyone else with this Rittenhouse thing going on. Yeah. We're all kind of concerned. And listen, if you see me staring up at the screen to my left, I don't mean to look distracted. My apologies. It's just I'm waiting for this verdict like everyone else. And I don't want to I want to be sure that we don't miss anything on the show. So that's the reason. One quick programming note. Please set your DVR or watch live my show unfiltered tomorrow, Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. I'd really appreciate it. I've got a really amazing interview. I think that's going to touch you and give you goosebumps. Uh, the, uh, the guy I gave the award to at the Patriot Award, Scott Mann, a real American hero. It's a short but sweet interview. You're going to want to hear his story is phenomenal. I've also the rebuttal. We got a rebuttal back. As Democrat has agreed to come on. I have no idea what's going to happen again. Those things typically uh, degenerate quickly. Rebuttal. Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow night, Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern time, unfiltered. Set your DVR, watch live. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much. Incredibly, the Rittenhouse case continues to get worse. It is a damn shame, and I mean it, that every single day this kid's life is on the line, Kyle Rittenhouse. We have to report to you, shamefully, another incident of prosecutorial malfeasance in this case where they just can't do the right thing. Just quickly, a recap of where we've been this week and last week, what the Rittenhouse prosecutor has screwed up. First, he attacked Kyle Rittenhouse for invoking his right to remain silent, a legal no-no that is taught in the orientation class to law school. Every lawyer, know, every lawyer knows that. Your right to uh, not incriminate yourself and not uh, to invoke your Fifth Amendment rights is never, ever to be used as an implication of guilt. This lawyer apparently didn't know that or did it on purpose because he wanted some kind of a mistrial. Nobody knows. They charged Rittenhouse with a short-barreled rifle offense, a criminal possession of a weapon, um, uh, excuse me, a misdemeanor possession offense, right? The barrel on the rifle was not a short barrel. Why do we have to get, this is unbelievable. Yesterday we found out they transferred a video to the defense and the quality of the video Kyle Rittenhouse's defense got was much less than the quality of the video the prosecution got. A clear violation of Brady and discover, the discovery uh, laws in the United States. What happened yesterday? For those of you who remember the Rittenhouse incident, right before uh, his, uh, he engages at Gage Grosskreutz, the guy who points the firearm at him like this, he shoots him in the bicep to prevent himself from being killed or shot. He had another, uh, he shot twice at another guy who was trying to flying kick him. He's known as jump kick man, kick him in the face. And it probably would have resulted in him being unconscious and he could have wound up dead. He's called jump kick man. So we've been told the whole time. Nobody knew who jump kick man was. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Daily mail exclusive jump kick man who was filmed kicking Kyle Rittenhouse in the head. 
before the teen shot at him is revealed as a career criminal with an open domestic violence charge for throwing his girlfriend to the ground. He's like, sounds like a great guy. Yeah. You know what's going on here? You guys get this? They, the prosecutor, this hapless buffoon, is trying to paint to the jury a picture of this white supremacist domestic terrorist who crossed state lines with an illegal weapon to attack a bunch of innocent protesters as he was an active shooter and they were trying to stop him. That's the picture of the prosecutor. It's all a lie. It's totally fabricated. There is not a shred of evidence any of that happened. The problem the prosecutor's having is the people who were attacking Kyle Rittenhouse, according to their rap sheets, appear to be the criminals themselves. So it's almost magic that their identities all seem to have disappeared. And then the ones we do know never get called to the stand. I'm just, listen, I'm just asking as a former investigator myself, audience, get ready for the question. You're all very smart. If you had a legitimate case of an active shooter, domestic terrorist firing at people, wanton firing at people everywhere, everywhere, trying to kill people, if you had that, if that was actually happening and they were innocent victims, wouldn't you want all those innocent victims up on the stand talking about the fear in their hearts and how they were attacked? They weren't doing anything. They were sitting there at a club and some guy opened fire with them. Whatever. Wouldn't you want them on the stand? Sure. Of course you would, Joe. Of course. So why doesn't this prosecutor want them on the stand? Maybe because they're not the sympathetic victims he wants you to believe they are. Here's another guy who seems to have uh, disappeared. The prosecutor can't. The prosecutor doesn't seem to want him on the stand either. It's this guy, uh, Zeminski. This guy, Zeminski, uh, he is alleged to have fired a shot in the air right before Rittenhouse engaged with his firearm. The Rittenhouse team saying, oh, listen, we only shot because we thought we were being fired at. Weird how Zeminski hasn't appeared. Prosecutor doesn't want to bring him up. It's really strange. Is that because of this story at Fox 6 Milwaukee? Racine couple faces criminal charges tied to Kenosha protests. Hmm. Strange. Stories about uh, Zeminski. Kind of odd, huh? Weird how that happens. Here's a Hill uh, version in the Hill of what a detective said about Zeminski as well. Detective, shot fired before Rittenhouse began shooting. Wait, I thought Rittenhouse was a domestic terrorist, white supremacist, active shooter. Just randomly shooting at people in the street who magically they don't want to testify ever. They don't want the, the victims, air quotes, they don't want them testify, which is really odd. Here's what a Kenosha detective said. Kenosha detective Martin Howard said at Rittenhouse's murder trial that a video showed protester Joshua Zeminski firing the first shot into the air. Oh, he fired the first shot. Strange, Joe. We can't get the Zeminski on the stand either. Defense attorneys argued that this shot made Rittenhouse think he was under attack, according to the AP. Uh, wouldn't you? You're in the middle of a riot. People are chasing you and attacking you and screaming things at you, dropping N-bombs at you, telling them they're going to kill you, and then you hear a gunshot. Joe, crazy, he'd think he was under attack. That's crazy. just nuts. What a lunatic. Weird how we haven't heard from Zeminski, right? Strange. And we can't find Flying Kickman either until they found Flying Kickman and didn't tell the defense about it. This, is, this, is, this case is a total farce. If there is a conviction on any charge and the judge doesn't throw this case out, I got to tell you, I'll be disgusted. And again, I'll say one last time. We had the MSNBC thing yesterday, too, where they're now banned from court for allegedly stalking the jurors, okay? I just find it incredibly odd that no one appears concerned at all if there's a, convic a conviction in this case. But, well, no one's concerned with rioting. And the reason is, there's a, as I always say, with us conservatives, there's an emergency break in our behavior. We are not going to attack or harass innocent people because the process didn't work out like it should have. There's an appeals process, and we respect that. The left has no such self-control, folks. Don't ever forget this. Large portions of the radical left are godless, violent people. There is no emergency break on their behavior. None. 
They are ruled by id-like impulses every day of their life, and that's why everybody's terrified right now. And nobody is terrified of the right. All right, on some better news, because there's a lot going on, and I got a really loaded show to get to today, a lot of material. Here is our first, this is the first time we've had this in a, in a couple of weeks now. Ron DeSantis strikes again. <laughs> Oh, is it over? <laughs> Sorry. I love that. As I said, I ran into the governor backstage at the Patriot Awards. Folks, this guy is, 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 is the best Republican right now uh, in the country on the governor's side. I mean, there's no, no doubt. It's not even a close second. I'm not knocking other Republican governors. I'm sure you all are, you know, really dedicated to the cause, too. Some of you, some of you aren't. I wish you were. Oh, I don't want to pay this. He said, hold on. Um, some of you may not be. But this guy gets it. He had said all along that coronavirus was not going to be mitigated by masks. He had said that all along it was not going to be mitigated by mandates. It would be mitigated by common sense. Wash your hands if you're sick, stay home. That the virus was going to peak in seasons where people are indoors and it was going to ebb in seasons where people are outdoors. The reason Florida had a spike in the summer for the umpteenth thousandth time here is because in the summer, I live in Florida, it is very hot down here. Guy, can you attest to this? Thank you. Guy has confirmed it's hot in Florida in the summer, and people spend more time indoors. Therefore, the virus spreads more indoors. DeSantis had said that. The media was like, Death Santis, he's uniquely unqualified to be governor, doesn't know what he's doing. He wants corona to spread. Now that the fall and winter months are catching up to the northeast and other areas in the north of the country, and people are going here indoors, you're seeing a massive spread. In Rhode Island, Michigan, and elsewhere. Where's the media? The media is nowhere. Nowhere. They're still trying to nail Ron DeSantis in gotcha questions. Well, DeSantis was having absolutely none of it yesterday. Here's Ron DeSantis just making a buffoon out of this dopey media idiot saying, hey, it's not really conservative to tell counties they can't do mask mandates. What about, like, home rule and stuff? Listen to DeSantis, who's getting better by the day. Just destroy this hapless idiot. Check this out. Why is it okay for you to violate the conservative So, first of all, this idea that somehow conservatism is about, like, local school boards. It's the United States of America, not the United School Boards or County Commissions of America. So the, state, the states are the primary vehicles to protect people's freedoms, their health, their safety, their welfare in our constitutional system. What Biden is doing is not constitutional. There has never been... There has never been a federal vaccine mandate imposed on the general public. I hear people talk about, you know, they used to do things in the military. Yeah, when I was in the military, they used to give me all kind of stuff. Honestly, I wish I would have thought a little bit, but I mean, whatever it was. But that's much different than regulating the military and then imposing it on civilians in society. It's never been done before. It's not, they don't have the power to do it. There's no federal police power. States have the, the federal the, 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 the police power. So that's from a constitutional perspective. It is worlds, worlds apart. Now, some people say, hey, these local governments wanted to lock down businesses. They wanted to force mandates. They wanted to keep the kids locked out of school. Yeah, you're damn right I overruled them on that because they were wrong. This guy's he's the best. He's the best out there right now. The best we've got. Conservatism is not about allowing freedom and liberty to ebb and not using the tools in front of you because we have many tyrants at the local level and then relying on silly arguments like, well, you know, home rule really is supersedes the Constitution, especially when it dissolves away freedom and liberty. That's not what conservatism is about. It is about using the tools we have in front of us, all legal tools we have in front of us to preserve liberty and freedom. 
That's what conservatism is conserving. And DeSantis gets that. Here, showing, proving my point again, which these, these just hopless media imbeciles. Red State, T. LaDuke. Michigan now leads the nation in COVID cases, and the governor's in lockdown, all of a sudden, missing. Gretchen Whitmer, hapless Democrat, governor of Michigan. Remember, they were the first ones attacking Ron DeSantis. Now, all of a sudden, the shoe's on the other foot. Where, where are the, the, the Whitmer, witless Whitmer? Where, where's that? Where's all, where's all that? Where's all, where's all? She's, yeah, yeah. He brings up a good point, Joe. Maybe she's back in Florida again vacationing. Remember that last time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whitmer, you don't hear anything about that, do you? I, I'm sorry, again, if you're a liberal watching my show, if you're too stupid to see you're being manipulated. Florida is now one of the lowest states in the country. Michigan's at the top. And yet you see no articles about that attacking Whitmer. None. None. Again, tired of the bullshit. You get the point. Look at the Rhode Island COVID data, by the way. When are we going to start talking about natural immunity? It's from the Rhode Island Health Department. Check this out. Look at these numbers. People hospitalized and dead. Look at the... <coughs> excuse me. Bless Ironically, you. while we're talking about COVID, thank you. Look at the numbers. 1,470 hospitalizations. Look how many of those were people previously infected. 52. The rate was 8.4 per 100,000. In other words, people who have natural immunity. Look at it amongst people who are vaccinated. 61.5 out of 100,000. 248 per 100,000 amongst people not fully vaccinated. Look at the deaths. 8.5 per million amongst fully vaccinated. 20 per 100, per one, excuse me, 8.5 per 100,000 for those fully vaccinated deaths. 20 deaths per 100,000 amongst people not fully vaccinated. Look at this. 0.8 deaths per 100,000 amongst people previously infected with natural immunity. Now, to the leftists who can't read data, this is the Rhode Island data. It's a pretty stunning testament to the power of natural immunity pursuant to a prior infection of coronavirus, COVID-19. Where are you, where are you hearing that? Where's that in the media? Yeah, nowhere. Nowhere. I'm really sorry if you fell for media narratives during this whole time and you've been grossly misled. It's disgusting. All right. I got uh, coming up next. I've got a stunning video. Uh, Pulitzers have to be rescinded. They have to be rescinded. Trump is calling BS on these Pulitzer prizes. And I've got a, uh, a um, Tom, I was going to say Tom Grabian again, Tom Elliott at Grabian, a supercut of leftists who now should leave their jobs immediately. They should. They should, out of disgrace and never be seen in polite company again, including Allison Camerata, Ted Lieu, Jim Clapper, uh, John Harwood, Rachel Maddow, Nicole Wallace, and others. They should, they should leave their jobs immediately or be forced to apologize on the air. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So Trump is back calling BS on the Pulitzer Prize Committee, awarding Pulitzer Prizes to dumb media organizations that somehow fell for the pee-pee hoax, despite not a shred of evidence it was actually true. Listen, a little inside baseball. Anyone who knows Donald Trump, anyone knows that Donald Trump is a germaphobe. He is. He doesn't like, it's not, I'm not giving you inside info. He's not embarrassed about it. He just is. He's a clean guy. He likes to wash his hands. He doesn't like to be dirty. He's a germaphobe. He is. Anyone who heard the PP tape hoax from the beginning, Donald Trump paid prostitutes to pee on or whatever, 
I'm sorry if you're listening with kids. This is just kind of the stupidity we have to deal with the left. Everyone from the start knew the story was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was one of the dumbest stories I've ever heard. Magically, people who consider themselves serious, credible media outlets were awarded Pulitzer Prizes for reporting on the dossier that contained this ridiculous allegation about prostitutes doing the whole pee-pee routine with Donald Trump. The story was absurd. It was written for idiots. And who sucked it up? Who sucked it up? Idiots. Here are a few of those idiots here. Hat tip Tom Elliott Grabian. Here is a supercut of these morons who should now be forced to publicly apologize and leave their jobs immediately, immediately for spreading around this horse manure. Check this out. Parts of the now infamous dossier on Trump have proven to be true. I know the history of the dossier, but it hasn't been discredited. In fact, it's been the opposite. It's been corroborated. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. This discredited dossier, which was paid for, paid for. Your intel community has corroborated all of the details in there, the meeting. Some of the substantive content of the dossier, we were able to corroborate in our intelligence community assessment, which Mm. from other sources in which we had very high confidence. We know that with the FISA application, the relevant parts of Christopher Steele's dossier were corroborated. That if the application included information from the dossier, it would only be after the FBI had, in fact, corroborated information through its own investigation. We also know that as time goes on, more and more parts of the Steele dossier get corroborated. So when the president just refers to it as fake dossier, that is false. Uh, I I don't think that's that, that is a accurate characterization for the entirety of the dossier. Clear investigators have corroborated part of the uh, dossier. The dossier has been corroborated by the intelligence community. U.S. investigators have corroborated some of the allegations in that dossier. Yes. Although we do know that parts of it have been corroborated. It's not been corroborated, but it hasn't been disproven either. Is there anything in the dossier that has been disproven? No. But not one thing has been disproven. No major thing from the dossier has been conclusively disproven. To date, none of it has been disproven. And whole big parts of it are holding up. The dossier um, holds up well. None of it has been disproven. All of the allegations in it, I don't know that anything has been disproven. It's a fact that none of it, not one word, has been disproven. In fact, a lot of it turned out to be right on the money. Notice what they did there. By the way, do not let these people off the hook under any circumstances. The left has this strategy, the moveon.org strategy. It was an actual website. They did it during the Clinton impeachment era with the Monica Lewinsky charges. They drag a story out. They drag a story out. They drag a story out. And then when we find out Clinton and Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office, if you know what I mean, right? Then when we finally find that out, the story's been going on for two or three years. And what does the left do? They go, oh, it's time to move on. There's an actual website. Move on. That's their strategy. That's what they always do. Drag it, drag it, drag it, drip, drip, drip. When it finally comes out, say, oh, my gosh, this is old news. It's deliberate. It's not an accident. They did that with the dossier. Now that it's 100% proven to be false, junk garbage between Danchenko and Steele, bar rumors, myths, nonsense, false. Now, all of a sudden, the left wants you to say, hey, forget about it. It's old news. And sadly, you know what? I have to be honest with you, folks. I see some of it on the right, too. You know, they got upset early on when some people hyped it up, and I understand that. But I see some people on the right, oh, it's old news. I don't want to hear about it. Well, you should. You should want to hear about it. It's only one of the biggest media scandals in American history. And we're never going to get accountability if we let it go. Don't let it go under any circumstances. This was always nonsense. And notice the standard they use now. The standard they use now is throw out a ridiculous, unsubstantiated, zero evidence allegation. Donald Trump got, uh, uh, was, was peed on by prostitutes in Russia. And now the standard, Joe, is, well, it must be true if no evidence has surfaced that it's false. So we can do that, too. Someone should put out there that, uh, you know, a prominent Democrat politician has a communicable sexually transmitted disease. Watch how quickly you're sued. Watch how quickly, you, which you should be for being an idiot, right? But then say, unless I get a blood test, it's true. You, you haven't disproven it. You haven't disproven it. Joey Bag of Donuts has gonorrhea. What? I do? No, I don't. Nope, nope, nope. No evidence has surfaced to disprove the gonorrhea. None. It is therefore true. Your standards. Right? Key fair. Yeah. yeah. Of, of course, if you did that, you would rightfully be sued for defamation. Right. But in the trial, they would probably have to produce some evidence that it's not true. Maybe blood tests. So that's where we're going now. That's the new standard. 
Has any of that been test proven? These morons, Nicole Wallace, the grifter, Moscow Matto, a disgrace. John Harwood, I mean, or, I mean, a discredited lunatic. Remember his stunt he pulled during the debate? Allison Camerata, who I remember at Fox being a total moron. This is who they are. They want you to let it go. They want you to let another thing go, too. And I'm not letting this story go either. Not on this show. They want you to let the Hunter Biden scandal go, too. Working with the Chinese government, and according to multiple reports, taking a cut for the big guy, his dad, Joe Biden, who may be taking payouts or have been taking payouts from nuclear-powered enemies of the United States. Wait, what? Yeah, they just want you to let the story go. Here's Bill Maher again. He's back. Who's a leftist? You know, Bill Maher has a show on HBO, but he was on CNN with Chris Cuomo. And he brings up this really interesting point I thought you should hear. That if any of the allegations of what Hunter Biden did, taking payoffs from nuclear-powered enemies of the United States, and including his dad, the current president, in on the corrupt deal, if that was Don Jr., there would be people hanging from their toes right now in a Turkish prison. Listen to Bill Maher spit some facts here. Check this out. If Don Jr. had done what Hunter Biden had done, it would be every night, all night, on MSNBC. But the fact that it's Hunter Biden and Joe's on the blue team. See, that's the problem with America. Everything is so binary. Everything that the red team doesn't like goes in the blue bin and vice versa. So, you know, every Democratic politician has to wear on his sleeve every silly, stupid, woke thing that the fringe left does. Just a quick programming notes while I was looking up again to the uh, House Democrats, the House of Representatives side past the disastrous, inflation-producing, economically destructive, build back worse Joe Biden plan. Now, that does not mean the bill is passed, has to go to the Senate. It will likely be chopped up. As I've said to you repeatedly, the only thing that matters is what Cinema and, and uh, Joe Manchin do. They don't have the votes without those two. Folks, if this thing passes, we're in real trouble. If this gets to the president's desk and he signs this build back worse plan, I can guarantee you, you think we have an inflation economic crisis now? You just wait. Remember the date, Friday, November 19th. Mark it. Put it on your calendar now. If this thing passes and Joe Manchin and Cinema sign this or, or, or agree to vote for this thing and Biden signs it, we are going to be in an inflation crisis like you've never seen in your entire life. It's going to make today look like a deflationary event. Watch. I hope I'm wrong. All right, uh, coming up, I got, let's see, we got a cat lady update, which is a good one. This one's good. A Joy Reid update. Joy Reid apparently uh, has never taken Econ 101, although cites Econ 101. Uh, questions and a uh, really disturbing piece from a uh, piece of audio from Michael Anton. You ready for World War III and what could happen? I'm not trying to scare you, um, but I'm a little anxious piece by Michael Anton, a piece of video and audio I want you to hear. It's going to blow your mind about what happens to our aircraft carriers now if World War III were to break out with China. Scary stuff. Yeah, they passed. I can't believe they passed this total disaster. So, uh, yes, we got a really funny update. And thank you to the listener who sent me this. I don't know where you got it. Um, Hallmark, did you see this, Key? Someone, um, crazy cat. <laughs> Listener, whoever sent this, <laughs> thank you. Oh, we're gonna, you made it onto my desk with the baseball from the nice uh, baseball lady, the rock thing. Uh, I get old. Uh, I did. I did. I had it scanned for listening devices. The Let's Go Brandon Cowbell, which I checked for listening devices yesterday. This one, we have so many gizmos and gadgets people send to us, and thank you. And the Kenny Bell, of course. Um, but someone sent us a cat lady thing. So we have a cat lady update. They call her the cat lady. People say she's crazy just because she has a few dozen cats. By the way, Guy, I got a nice compliment about both you and Joe yesterday. Should forward you guys the email how the production and stuff has been really terrific. They really enjoyed it. So thank you for oh. the cat lady stinger or whatever we call it there. I don't know the lingo, but uh, you get the point. You guys are professionals here. So now it's desperation time for the cat lady who everyone's starting to figure out her grift. Um, she uh, uh, apparently was the was was engaged fraudulently 
in some tax thing here, claiming to her donors before, and once we called her out, that she was some tax-deductible enterprise when it was still pending. We caught her. We got screenshots from her website. She is working with an Antifa guy accused of predatory behavior by women. Uh, we've caught her claiming makeup is racist. We've exposed the fact that she's been banned from LinkedIn, uh, the cat lady, Nandini Jammy, and now she's panicking. So she's reaching out to press people for help because she's realizing that if you Google her name or put her name in any search engine, all of the stories up top are negative stories about stuff she's actually done, funded by this George Soros operation she's part of. Uh, she hates it. So she's reaching out to her friends at the East. So a guy by the name of Roger Sollenberger at the Daily East reached out yesterday. This is so clearly a Nandini. Please help me. Please, I'm in trouble. Cat lady time. Rescue the cats. So Roger Sullenberger, I get this email last night. Hey, Dan, reaching out for comment about a number of advertisers and exchanges dropping your podcast. They dropped my podcast. Gum Gum, Share Through, Nextroll, Critio, Uni, Quip, and Zipcar. Have you ever heard any of those? No. Any of those? Oh, outside is Quip, which, ooh, okay, by the way, quit. we got rid of. Have you ever heard any? No, of course he doesn't know. Citing violations of guidelines, including misinformation and harassment. That's right from the cat lady. That's a cat lady special right there. Do you have comment? Deadline Friday at noon. Thanks, Roger. Politics reporter, Daily East, who I sued for misinformation last time. Here's my response to Roger. I thought you should see this, folks. I will be exposing all these idiots that email me. Just know if you email me, <laughs> um, it's public record, okay? So I wrote to Roger. That's hilarious. You dipshits will fall for anything. Our revenue's up 134% month over month on the website. By the way, that's true. I wrote, ask Nandini, the cat lady, and I'm sure she'll sell you another line of bullshit, just like she does to her gullible donors. Seriously, do you guys ever get a story right, or is this deliberate stupidity? And why don't you reach out to these companies directly? Are you afraid they'll embarrass the cat lady? And I included the article about her defrauding her donors. Why? Because I don't know what these companies are telling people, but ladies and gentlemen, whatever Nandini's telling this guy, I can tell you right now, sure is, ain't the truth. So I told him, you go ahead with the story, knock yourself out while we embarrass you when the story comes out. Here's what broke about the cat lady yesterday, who's in a lot of hot water with the Jewish community around the world. Post-millennial Libby Edmonds. I want you to read this article in my newsletter. It's stunning. A major international organization, B'nai B'rith, has condemned Nandini Jammy for unacceptable and unwarranted attacks on a Jewish journalist. They are demanding an apology. She's in a world of trouble right now. She has been engaged in virulent anti-Semitic behavior and never expected to get called out because she thinks she's a protected class on the left. She may be protected from the media, but she is not protected from truth tellers like us. Showing you what a colossal BS artist uh, the cat lady Nandini is, again, Here's another example of how she defrauds her donors by claiming to have all these cancellation successes that she confirms. And then she has to turn around. Gee, thought this one was kind of hilarious and reconfirm what she says was confirmed. Here are her actual tweets. Cat lady, quote, confirmed. Zipcar will be blocking Bongino.com and Bongino report from their media buy. Muscle guy. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was November 2nd. Here's November 18th, Joe. Hey, Zipcar, could you please confirm you've dropped your ads from Bongino? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you keep falling for this dipwad? How do you keep falling for this? She's making this up. We talk to a lot of these companies. She's making this stuff up. Ford. Now, that, right? Now, having said that, there are some companies she's not making it up. And I'm glad. Because as I said, what she doesn't seem to understand is, I, I don't know how many times I got to explain this to her. She could cancel every single sponsor, pro promoter, ad. It is not going, there's nothing that's going to happen to me. The show's not going anywhere. We don't care. We're not in this. I don't need any more money. My only concern in my life right now is not me bragging. It's not self-praise. It's just a fact is where I leave the money I haven't spent when I die. That's it. There's nothing she's going to do to stop it. Nothing. So the companies that she has had some success with, Uni, Pizza Ovens, O-O-N-I, if you own one of these, you should reach out immediately. Warby Parker, the uh, crappy glass company, Next Roll and Share Through, 
who were, run some kind of ad exchanges. Um, I've been asking, and we're going to be doing a report in the coming days, why these companies are working with a virulent anti-Semite, and you should too. Uni Pizza Ovens, O-O-N-I, Warby Parker, the glass company, you should ask them, you'd be doing us a big favor, why they're working with a virulent anti-Semite like Nandini. Next roll, if you're working with them, you should cancel them from your website immediately and share through that does ad exchanges too. You should cancel them immediately. They work with a virulent anti-Semite. It's kind of disgusting. I'm just asking. You should reach out to them. You should ask that question. Why they're working with an anti-Semite defrauding her donors who's working with an Antifa guy accused of predatory behavior on women. Me too. Me too. Where's me too? I haven't heard much about me too when it comes to Nandini. Why is she working with a guy accused of predatory behavior? Why? Why is she doing that? Uni, you support that? Uni pizza ovens or Uni, whatever the hell your dopey ovens are? Warby Parker, you support next roll, share through? You all support anti-Semitism and predatory attacks on women? You support that? Kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, very unsavory. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, she can't win, brother. There's no, you know, Guy and I had a little argument this morning about this. Oh? And yeah, and Paula, Paula I've had too. They seem to think sometimes like she's enjoying the PR. Listen to me. Most of my adult life was spent in law enforcement. One of the special skill sets we had, not just me, but a lot of people in my prior line of work, was reading people. If you can't do it, you're never going to be a good investigator. Get out of the field immediately. I'm telling you, if you think for a moment, she is not devastated that we are destroying her empire day by day as she does absolutely nothing to stop our forward momentum and the continued growth of my podcast, my website, my Fox show, and everything else. Trust me when I tell you, it is eating her alive by the minute. She has gotten herself into a, a black hole vortex of defeat she can't possibly escape at this point. Trust me, I wouldn't steer you wrong. I've seen people like they're a dime a dozen, these deranged leftists. She's not complicated, she's not complex, she's not even intelligent. And it goes to my golden rule of fighting back against the left. That the beatings will continue until morale improves. They will continue kidding you, destroying you, if you don't fight back. Well, Dan, you know, there's good press, bad press, and no press. Three kinds of press you can get. I think she'd be happy with no press right about now. At this point, she truth. well, yeah. yes. You know why? Yeah. She'd had massive successes against other conservative websites yeah. who just sit back, sat back and took it. Thank you, They sir. were like, oh, if we leave her alone, it'll all go away. Then she hit us, and now she's regretting that. Trust me. All right, I've got a great video of Joy Reid coming up next. <laughs> Joy Reid on Eco. You know what? Let's do it now. This will be good. It's a good time because i got questions, too, to get to. Folks, Joy Reid, as you know, is the gold medal winner in our, uh, our, our, our ongoing Olympics of dopey media talking heads. Joy Reid worked hard. She started in the bronze, worked up to the silver. Now she has got the gold spot, and I candidly don't see her. Uh, losing the gold for a while. She trained really hard. And it's because precisely because of moments like this. Here's Joy Reid last night saying inflation. Keep in mind, Joy Reid's making seven figures from MSNBC, went to an elite school. She is the very pinnacle of privilege and elitism, Joy Reid, right? Joy Reid is privilege and elitism. That's what she is, right? Joy Reid is on the air now saying to people of, of middle-class means and people who are poor, that inflation thing where you can't afford food anymore, or can't get a steak once a week, or whatever it may be. Don't you worry, you idiots. Things just cost a little more. Just shut up and stop complaining. And then she goes, you know, maybe Econ 101. She cites Econ 101 to explain the phenomenon. Check this out. So Republicans want you to believe the economy isn't doing well. That's terrible. But in reality, unemployment is at its lowest point since before the pandemic began. Prices are higher, which is never good. But Americans are also spending a record amount of money that was pent up during the pandemic, which Economics 101 will tell you drives prices up, a.k.a. inflation. And that conflict between how much we want to spend and what we can get into our hands quickly is contributing to how pessimistic many Americans feel about the economy. Consumer confidence is at its lowest level in a decade, according to a University of Michigan survey. So Joy Reid, who apparently doesn't realize there's 10 million open jobs and labor, uh, labor force participation is at a near all-time low, um, Joy Reid doesn't seem to understand that at all. I shouldn't say all time low, but in the last two decades, we're at really peaks here. 
of low labor force participation. Joy Reid doesn't know any of that. Again, I care about precision. Joy Reid just cares about being a moron. That's why she's the gold medal winner in our dopey talking head Olympics. Um, so she cites Econ 101 and she says, Joe, just to be clear, listen, people just have a lot of money. So there's a lot of demand and they're buying a lot of stuff. Well, I went and just put in a search engine, Econ 101. First thing that came up was Monroe Community College. So is Joy actually taking Econ 101? Because if you'll notice that number three is predict various economic outcomes by manipulating supply and demand curves. Joe, I was stunned to learn there's another side hmm. of that argument. Yes, there's supply, Joe. I know it's the first time you and I are hearing this, but there's demand too. There's supply. There's a supply point. Did you know that? That hmm. you did, I know you're just figuring this out for the first time. Gee, you too, right? So Joy's saying, don't worry. People have a lot of money. They're demanding a lot of things. What Joy's not telling you is, yeah, there's a supply side of that too. You can demand whatever you want on the Tom Hanks Island with Wilson, the volleyball. <laughs> if there's no supply of anything, nobody gives a what you demand. Joy doesn't seem to know that. Econ 101. Econ, yes, it, supply, productivity. Prices don't continue to go up when people demand stuff. If we produce stuff, they're demanding. Why do I get to waste time on my show on these idiots? Why do I have to do this? I don't know Monroe Community College, but Joy, maybe take an Econ 101 class. Ask Monroe if they'll do distance learning. and Maybe you'll figure it out. What an idiot this woman is. All right, I got more coming up. Let me, uh, let me get to my last spot, but this is a very serious video coming up next. Please don't go anywhere. It's Michael Anton, who has been a great guest on my show many, many times. Very, very smart guy. A deep national security background saying, hey, listen, man. We are not prepared for World War III with China. God forbid it happens. We are not prepared. Our old aircraft carrier model in the Navy is done. Done. Man, that's some Florida rain. Can you hear that, Joe? You can't hear no, that, can you? No, it's not coming. I can't oh, hear that's it, some no. serious Florida rain out there. All right. This is one of the most disturbing pieces of audio video I've played in a long time. It's a longer talk by Michael Anton, but in the interest of time for the show, I only have a few minutes. So I cut about a minute and I don't know, 30 seconds of it or so. This is Michael Anton at a Q&A session, and he's asked about the U.S. Navy. God forbid there is a war with China. Why would we bring that up? Uh, well, damn, what are you trying to scare us? No, folks, I am not trying to scare you. That's not what I do. We do the opposite. The fear porn agenda is on the left. But our military's sole purpose is to be prepared for things that hopefully are not inevitable. In my prior line of work, our job was to keep the president alive against an attack that, I mean, frankly, out of 10,000 trips, maybe one of them is there an, a, an attempt on the president's life, maybe less. We're preparing for things that 999.99% of the time are never going to happen. But that's what we do. And the reason they don't happen is because we prepare for them. The military's job is to stop World War III. But if it happens, we better be prepared. And Michael Anton's saying, hey, our Navy, we may not be prepared. And groupthink is the cause of it. Listen to the big problem we have with our aircraft carrier strategy now. Check this out. So getting back to the carrier point, and I'll leave it at that. Forget that hypersonic missile. If you ask somebody who, who, who watches the Navy and follows the Navy, all this based on open source material, I hasten to add. They will say, plausibly, if not certainly, the Chinese have had an ability to sink a fleet carrier for the last decade at least, right? A carrier goes out in a so-called battle group, has a number of ships ringing it and some attack submarines. All of those things are meant to protect the central asset, which is the aircraft carrier, which these days costs anywhere from 12 to $14 billion. And with the wing, that is the, the planes and the people, the extra people on board, there's about 6,500 people on that aircraft carrier. So $14 billion and 6,500 people. Now, 2,800 people or so died on 9-11. And remember what a psychological shock and wound to the nation that was. Imagine 6,500 people in a military defeat over something that was foreseeable in advance and, and ask yourself how the nation would take it. I'm not trying to draw any conclusions about this, but I'm I just want to take you right back to what Peter Thiel said. Right now, there seems to be a massive amount of groupthink. We're only allowed to think about this one way. Nobody is allowed to bring up any of the counterfactuals. When policy is made on that basis, horrible blunders and catastrophes result. Scary stuff. 
Michael Anton's correct. If we're basing our military strategy and technology on the last war we fought and not the war ahead, because groupthink and the incentive structure with the military industrial complex is aligned on a course of defeat, then folks, we're in real trouble. If the idea of getting an aircraft carrier close to shore so we could hit on land targets ashore is now out because the Chinese can take out our aircraft carriers with very specific weapon sets, then why are we not doing anything about it? Is it because we're doing a that's the way we've always done it? Listen, I don't want to get into a bunch of old war stories from my prior lines of war. I don't. Some people get annoyed by it, and the show is not here to annoy you. But this is important. One of the reasons in the Secret Service that we had the incidents we did, the Reagan shooting and other things, and any Secret Service agent, if you get them off the record, will tell you this, was because there was an attitude there for a long time of, well, that's the way we've always done it. Well, after Reagan was shot outside the Hilton in Washington, D.C., someone finally said, why are we doing uncovered arrivals and departures? In other words, the arrival and departure is the most dangerous part of the president's visit. Why? Because you know where he's going to arrive. He typically arrives at, there's only a couple entrances to a place, typically a loading dock and a front door. So you've narrowed down the possibilities. The motorcade, there's 25 different ways to get there. You want to hit him? You hit him right at the arrival or departure. So some genius after the Reagan shooting said, what the hell are we doing open arrivals for where they can see the president walking out the car? Remember when Reagan got shot? He's waving. He used to be able to see that. Not anymore. Now we put tents there. It's very hard to shoot, but you can't see. Why did we do open arrivals and departures? Ask anyone. Because that's the way we always did it. Is that why we're not fixing our military strategic posture right now to defeat the next, uh, the next enemy rather than the last one? Look at this article by Paul Whitehead. Intelligence officials warn China could launch a surprise attack on the United States. Their technology right now defies the laws of physics. I pray to the Lord Almighty, and I am not, capital T, capital L, I am not using his name in vain, that all of these warnings I've given you on the show turn out to be, in fact, false about China. All right, on a lighter note, it's time for questions for Dan, which I always love. Thank you. Great question submitted on my Locals account and Rumble. Uh, a few quick ones for you today. Question for Dan and Paula. I'd like to know both of your inputs. This was a great question. When it comes to dating apps, I'm new to Schenectady, New York. I know how to pronounce it because I'm from New York. And I just moved here from Woke BLM Rochester, Jimbo Eagle. Here was Paula's response, Jim. She read it. She saw it because it goes out to an email group called Show Prep and everybody reads that. And Paula saw it and she said, quote, this is not a joke. This is her email to me. If I saw your pick on a dating site, I'd be all over that. I'd heart you immediately. <laughs> Listen, Jimbo, thanks for the question, bud. But I met Paula before dating apps. So I feel like I would be giving you um, wrong think and group think. I don't know. I'm sure dating apps are great. Seems really efficient. But there weren't really dating apps when I met Paula and they were in their infancy. And back then, anyone who used them was stigmatized like someone being desperate. So everybody meets on dating apps now. But good question. Paula got a kick out of it. That's why I threw it in there. All right, moving on. Question number two. Just wondered if the radio program doesn't work out. I hope this never happens. Would you consider doing a three-hour podcast? I love your shows. Thank you for your hard work. We love you too. That's from Len BKRA. Um, yes, I would. Um, I would consider doing that. I love my podcast. It's not going anywhere. I really enjoy it. I'm liking the, uh, the Locals app and the kind of ongoing Dan Bongino reality show. For those of you who want to go, Locals.com. I'm at D Bongino there. You can subscribe. I put some content out there for non-subscribers too. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. We'll produce more content if that happens. We'll see what happens with the radio show. Um, hey, Dan, third question. Can you help guide us on fundraising and donations to GOP candidates? I'm inundated with requests. I will not donate to the RNC because Ron is not strong enough and the likes of McConnell and Lindsey Graham are swamp rats too. Folks, good question. There are some very good organizations out there I like. Club for Growth tends to get behind really good conservative candidates. Um, I like what they're up to, but as a general rule, if you're asking me for a, a 
a rule of thumb, so to say, I don't donate to groups. I try to donate specifically to candidates, very specific candidates. And I try to make my hierarchy of donations local where they make a big difference, state where they make an okay difference, and federal where, eh, you know what, it's good to donate and you should if you, you know, DeSantis or Trump run for president. But, you know, candidly that you're just one of, you know, millions of people donate. You should do that. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't, but don't forget the locals. Believe me, $100 to a local candidate makes a big difference. Okay, is this the last one? Just two more? Okay. Hey, Dan, I really appreciate you and what you do. My question, how come you don't wear a wedding ring? I like my husband wears his, so I was just wondering. That's keep it honest, too. Well, it's the same reason I don't wear my aura ring all day. Uh, obviously, everyone knows I'm married. It's not an accident. I mean, Paula makes appearances on the show, whether through pictures or, as you saw her comment before. Um, I just don't, I, I don't like having jewelry on. I don't, as you can see, wear any necklaces. I just don't like jewelry. And when I was lifting, even with the aura ring on, it, uh, it would pinch my, it just, it just hurts. It's just annoying. It's not anything. Um, uh, my dad used to wear it around his neck. He doesn't like rings either. Um, but I don't like wearing necklaces either. Uh, that's not my thing. So, uh, I, I told Paula that from day one, I said, you know, I love being married to you and I still do, but I'm not wearing a wedding ring. I'm not, believe me, it's got nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing deeper than, but good question. I, it's, it's really great to hear what's on your mind. So, all right, here's the last one. Hey, Dan. How do I even stand up to the left and their stupidity? How do I get involved to actually change things? You say go out there and do stuff. I'm 23 years old. I want to do more, but I have no idea how to start. The Bruce 260. I've answered this question a few times, but I'll answer it again because it's important. Start small. Start small. Find your local Republican or conservative club. Just go to a search engine. Put in, if you live in Schenectady, New York, Schenectady, New York, Republican clubs. And take the first step. Everything starts with a step. Just go to the meeting. If you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to do anything else. Start with that first step. Tell me how it works out, and then I'll get back to you with step two. Put in a search engine, your local Republican club, and go. Oh, here's the last one. Hey, Dan, I see you're back on the radio. Haven't heard you talk about it on the podcast. How did things play out? They're still playing out. Um, I'm still at war with Cumulus over that, over the whole thing. And uh, started the fund. We're working on it now. Paula had to uh, get with the accountant the fund to assist Cumulus and other employees who've been fired due to the vaccine mandate. But no, no, I, um, I was insistent that they can have me or they can have the mandate. And uh, they don't understand the long game. Apparently, they only understand the short game. No, I'm not done one bit or I wouldn't be talking about it. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Please remember to check out my show, Unfiltered, Saturday night, 10 p.m., I've got another rebuttal. A Democrat agreed to come on. We'll see how that goes. Saturday, 10 p.m. That could go off the rails quickly. Set your DVR if you can't watch it live. Unfiltered with me, Dan Bongino. Thanks for another great week of shows. Looking forward to next week as well. Thanksgiving. It's going to be terrific. I will see you on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.